Welcome to None of This is Real, the podcast for all things mysterious and weird. I'm Doomsday Domini. And I'm Sarah Sinkhole. Hey, Sarah Sinkhole. How's that sinkhole? Hey, hey. It's full of mosquitoes, actually. Oh, God. Ah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's, it's muggy and full of mosquitoes. My God. Up in this hole. I'm so sorry about your <laughs> hole. <laughs> so sorry. That's okay. About the condition of your mosquito That's- hole. That's all right. Just come on down to the mosquito hole. Oh, Lord. Sink in there with me. Maybe one day we'll find out that mosquitoes actually cure something. I don't think so. I did was listening to a podcast the other day where they said, I can't remember how many, like, mosquitoes have basically killed more humans than anything. <laughs> oh, those fuckers. I, I just thought maybe... I don't know if that's actually true. I think I probably got it wrong, but they've killed a lot of people is what I'm trying to say. I just thought maybe they'll have the cure for dismay. <laughs> oh, wow. That would be great. I don't know. I was trying to think of a different word, but that was the one that popped into my head. So well, let's go with it. <laughs> sure. Let's go with it. Just eat a, eat a handful of mosquitoes and you'll feel better. Oh, my God. What, yeah. What is happening? You can't let them bite you. You have to eat them. <laughs> you eat them. Ah! Yeah. Gross. I'm so grossed out. Enough. Don't Gross. let the mosquito eat you. You eat the mosquito. (laughs) All right. Lord have mercy. Before I ask you this super important question, I always ask you, I do have a correction from last week. Oh, yes. Correct me, daddy. It's more correcting, like, my mouth. I don't know what it was doing because when I'm... (laughs) Correcting my mouth. When I was editing, I heard myself say, Kenny, like, with two N's, Genevieve's, and I was like, it's Kitty, why did I say, I was reading a paper, like, I was reading it off the literal piece of paper. You said Kenny Genevieve's? I guess so, and then I, um, I know this case, I, like, enjoy true crime once in a while, so I know that this person's name was Kitty, like, a, like, with <laughs> T, two T's, so I don't know, I think I needed to blow my nose, but there, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> We all knew you knew what you were talking about. What if I edit this back and no matter how many times I say kitty, it sounds like Kenny and I just can't. It's like a glitch in the matrix. Everyone at home is going, blow your nose. (laughs) God. Oh. So that's it. And then. Okay. I had a hindsight humor. Oh, goody. Hindsight humor. We missed a funny thing. Okay. I said in the last episode, I'm not a cult leader yet. I was joking. And then the next thing, ironically, that I talked about was biblical examples of superstitions about the number 13. And I missed the perfect segue. I should have said, speaking of cults. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of cults, the Bible. Why? But maybe that's not a hindsight humor. Maybe that's a missed segue I missed my segue. <laughs> oh, now we have a whole nother segment. Oh, God. I don't... The segue got away from us. The segue got away. Okay. Oh, I like goodness. it. I like it. I'm going to write it down. What's a word for something when you can't catch it? <laughs> Your refrigerator. Elusive. The elusive. The elusive segue. I always thought it would be cool if you were a bar owner in Minnesota to have a bar called the Elusive Loon. <laughs> Sorry. I just almost sprayed sparkling water out of my nose because I was like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> The word elusive is the connector here. Yes, I get it now. But you were like, I've always thought about if you were going to open a bar in Minnesota. And then <laughs> what, Water ma'am? almost came out of my nose. 
Excuse me, what? We have a whole podcast to record. Is this going to be what it's like the whole time? <laughs> Probably, yes. And you all know it. Um, this is what you come for. Speaking of random things oh. the whole time. Hey, Sarah. Yeah. Did anything weird or mysterious happen to you lately? Uh, Yeah, I went to a sporting goods outdoors store with my child oh, no. for his birthday. I know because he, well, it's kind of fun because there's like camping stuff. There's stuff in there I can get into, but he, but my child wanted uh, a pair of boots, which he needs. So we got some cute little duck boots, and he wanted a particular kind of camo shirt. So we went to go look for those things, and it, I didn't even get inside the store before people were looking at me like I was a literal freak show, and I was like, what? Is something, I kept looking at myself, like, is, is my boob hanging out? Like, what's happening? <laughs> because that doesn't really happen that much to me in Greensboro, where I live. Or really a lot of, you know, it happens sometimes when I go out into, like, the country and yeah. I'm at a gas station. I get some weird looks and I'm like, okay, it's fine. But also, it's 2021 and we have the internet. Like, you've seen freakier people than me. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, look at me and then have your thoughts. I don't give a shit, but don't just stare at me. So two people in the parking lot freaking staring at me, open-mouthed, like, confused. <laughs> I go in. A lot of people don't have masks on. That's making me nervous. I'm with my kid who's not vaccinated. I'm I'm having anxiety. I'm also getting a little hangry. It's a bad recipe. Yeah, bad recipe for a bad, bad stew. Yes, a terrible, <laughs> spoiled stew. So I get in there. People are... Um, I would say it was about half the people in the store that looked at me like there was some sort of confusion about what was going on. And I was just like, what is happening? And I told <laughs> I told my sister Hannah when I was talking to her that it, then this isn't going to resonate with everyone. But it felt like I was it was 1995 and I was in Clemens, North Carolina. Like, that's what it was that level of like people think I'm a freakazoid. You know, when I had like a shaved head or a mohawk and I would go to like Kmart in a little small town in North Carolina, it was like, oh my God, what is she doing? What is that? And that's the vibe I was getting. A, a woman actually elbowed the person she was with to look at me. What were you, did you have a boob hanging out? Like, did you? No, I checked. <laughs> Both titties were where they were supposed to be or where they were meant to be, whatever that means. And I mean, I just, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I, did, I don't think I looked any freakier than normal. I just... I'm normal. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm used to it, so maybe I'm desensitized, but you just don't look that freaky to me. I, I don't... No, honestly, I don't. You, Lots of people are exp are doing what I'm doing, expressing themselves with their hair and clothes. You have Get a over it. different colored hair. Like, the hair doesn't grow out of people's heads in that color. Okay, big deal. I don't... Yeah, but you have eyeballs and a phone. You've seen right. people that look like me. It's just weird. I don't understand it. I was just very confused because it, it hasn't happened in so long. I was... I've probably told this story before, but one time I was at the grocery store in Boone, and a lady actually said to me, good God, woman, look at yourself before you leave the house. That's really... It's so... Like, you can keep that shit to yourself all day long. You can... Yeah. And I did what I shouldn't do. I mean, she remarked on my appearance, and I was young, and I didn't, I hadn't uh, evolved as I have now, which I would have reacted differently. But I turned around and I said, "Your hair is greasy, and you have on mom jeans." I know. Go look at yourself, or something like that. 
Well, I, I feel like she deserved it. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't. I know we're supposed to be the bigger person, but I feel like that's very gaslighty to be like, no, you be the bigger person if you're evolved, if you're right. woke. No, no. Right. I can tell. You told her only facts. She was wearing I did mom tell jeans. Her facts. <laughs> but I think if it happened now, I would probably say something like, I literally don't care about your opinion. Keep it to yourself. Mind your own business. Get a life. You know, something like that. Yeah. Instead well, of remarking on her appearance. Uh, and you told her things about her appearance that she could change. She could go wash her hair and change her jeans. You didn't call her like, you know, some something really awful where she can't change. No, right? I could have, but I didn't. Yeah. So you still yeah. exercised a decent amount of restraint for being. I did. A young I did. I didn't cuss or anything. <laughs> I'm so over people being like that. Like me too. There's, um, I love the videos now on, that I'm seeing on, like, TikTok and Instagram. I couple, I follow a couple of them, um, like, Jeffrey Marsh. Mm-hmm. Love Jeffrey Marsh. Right. They post these things, and a lot of people post these things that I don't, I can't remember their names right now, but they're like, I'm not a boy or a girl i'm an experience i'm like like get over it i'm yeah i'm a person i'm i'm alive fuck you i don't need to tell you what i don't have to explain myself to you no i don't have to explain myself and i'm sorry that me just existing and and being myself and enjoying myself is offensive to you or what you know i'm gonna do what my mom always did and say they're just jealous they're just jealous of you, Sarah. Maybe she's telling me that all the time. Maybe when I would get bullied at school. <laughs> maybe the best response, if you if you can do it, is just to like pretend you don't hear them, <laughs> like let them scream yeah. into the void. I don't sometimes, know. Sometimes, sometimes that's what I have done because it's easier, and it and then they just look stupid. So they look like an asshole. And the other thing Whatever. I've heard, um, if you s- see someone else getting treated that way. What people have said is the best thing to do is to go over to them and just talk to them like normal. Like, don't address that situation, but go over to them and be like, hey, um, what's up? I see you're buying the same thing as me. Or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just start a conversation. Yeah. That is a very kind thing to do. And then you're not drawing more attention by creating a bigger scene, you know, which is what you want to do. You want to just walk up to the other person and say you're an asshole fuck you go away but that doesn't help no it escalates it and the it other the person who's being bullied yeah might make them uncomfortable. or you know what i you just say to what i say to my son when he's getting grouchy or ugly you know i'll say do you like yourself right now like does this feel good are you ha- are you enjoying this is <laughs> I like this fun that. and then I'll, and then i'll say like if you need a break you can just go have a break and be by yourself for a minute that's what we should start, to <laughs> start saying to people. But it's hard because these people weren't saying anything to you. They were just like being really rude and staring. Yeah, it's really weird. I hate being stared at. I really hate And I don't get it as much because I have, you know, brown hair. And like I, but sometimes right. I will wear like sparkly ears or some shit. Or sometimes I'm just normal. Sometimes I'm just me and like my fucking pajama pants at the grocery store. And someone's like, st- I'm like, stop staring at me. Just. Look, you can look, but yeah. like, calm down. Take a picture; it'll last longer. Maybe I'll just start saying, "I'll bring that one back." That's an old gym. <laughs> take a picture; it'll last bring longer. But then back. they might take your picture, which I really don't want. See, we used to say that in the '90s when people did not have cell phones. <laughs> That's true. We that was a different time before you could someone could actually just reach in their pocket and take a picture. Uh-huh. Of you. Oh my gosh, this turned into a big rant. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. 
I'm sure it'll resonate with someone who's listening. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that, okay, so that was my uh, weird thing. I'm weird. Um, what's What weird thing are you going to tell me about? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll switch it up because this was great. We've been... So my yoga studio is the fucking bomb. I love them so much. Shout out Asheville Community Yoga. You're the best. Um, they've been having outdoor yoga because pandemic times. Sure, sure. And I think a lot of people are more comfortable being outside. And so... It has been so fucking nice to do yoga outside. I've never really, I've done like a couple yoga in the parks. I've done it some myself on the porch, but like in a big group at the studio that is completely set up now. They did this over the pandemic. They built a yoga deck. Um, Oh, nice. They set it all up to be outside. And it's been gorgeous. Like you go and you almost forget you're outside for a minute and then you look up and you see a bird and it's just insanely cool so yesterday i went and it wasn't supposed to rain no rain in the forecast can you guess (laughs) (laughs) at first it started sprinkling and the instructor was like okay you know this is fine We'll, we'll be okay and it just dumped on us at some like oh wow we were about you know we were well into the class just pouring dumping rain deluge it was (laughs) and a a couple of people got up and stood under the shelter for till it went away but most of us kept practicing because they they're doing indoors with masks and they have a capacity of 28 but there were like 40 of us there so they were like we can't move everyone inside so we're if you want if you want to go like no shade just you can go if you need to go like you don't have to keep practicing in the rain but i'm gonna keep teaching yeah. the class oh <laughs> that's fun it was so fun there was a rainbow um it felt very cleansing to get rained on in the summertime like that and be out there practicing oh, yeah. and I, the, you know there was a ladybug on my yoga mat it was just so sweet i loved it i needed it so it was magical well, that sounds lovely yes oh, that was my weird thing um and also well, my- thank you for balancing my weird thing <laughs> uh I still am. I, I want to. Mm, I'm still annoyed for you, though. I'm sorry. I can't let it's all right. <laughs> get over and, it. You know what? That's just going to be. I'm 39 years old, and it's, I guess, you know, maybe someday it won't happen to be, but yeah. It's fine. I'm sure. I wear it as a badge of honor, okay? As you said, they need to look at themselves, and they probably are jealous. They probably wish they could express themselves in such a way. Yep. That's what my mama always told me. They just wish that they could be themselves, yep. and and they're mad that you're doing it, and they're not. Your mom. Okay. Anyway. Now, let's shift the conversation to something completely uh, creepy, I guess. I don't know. Do you want to go first? I can't remember what we did last time. Or do um, you want me to go? Sure, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. I have no idea what we did either, and who cares? We are going to talk about... Something that we've mentioned a couple times recently, found footage, found media, strange videotapes found in, out <laughs> in the world, things like that. And I don't know what you're going to talk yes. about at all, so I'm about to found be surprised. Found media. Well, I have a little, I have a little listicle Ooh. of a few, of a, I think I have three different ones to talk about. And boy, was it incredibly hard to choose because I went down a major rabbit hole. And this happens every once in a while with a topic. 
that's like pretty broad and I'm like, oh, I could talk about anything. Like, oh, we're, we're going to talk about hauntings. I, it'll be like three hours of me like going back and forth. And I'm going to talk about this one. No, 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 but this one. Oh, God, this one. Yeah. So I did that There's for a while. There's good ones. Oh, by the There's way. There's a lot of good ones. Every single time you say rabbit hole now, I can't not think about the time you said disturdong ribibit hole. So thanks <laughs> for that. Sorry. <laughs> I did no, I did write that in my notes. It's I did do that. The name of one of our episodes. <laughs> it is. Well, this ribibit hole was only you know, some of it was disturdong and some of it was just kind of funny. Yeah. But I found a website called lostmediawiki.com and that's one of my sources and that was like a wow. Oh my god, oh, hours of yeah. Um and the other one is an article and I won't say the name. Uh, but it's by Sean Hutchinson. I'll hopefully I'll remember to say it later. Re- those are my two sources this week. I'll remind you. So, like I said, uh, the, I went down a huge rabbit hole, and I there was nine one one calls, and I was like too disturbing security footage of things happening, you know, like Elisa Lamb type stuff, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to go there. Um, lots of like accidental deaths, and you know, unaliving oneself, and like manifestos. Just, too too dark. I didn't want to do any of that. There's a lot of creepy shit that people have put to... Oh, my God. They've committed it to um, video forever. So, so much disturbing stuff. So, and I didn't... I just wasn't in the mood for any of that. Um, there's also found footage from the Paris catacombs that's super creepy. Oh, I but saw that one. some people think it's fake. Ooh. Yeah. And I thought we could just do a whole episode about the Paris catacombs, probably. We should. Very I'm writing it down. So I didn't... So I didn't talk about that. Um, I did. There was lots of porn, <laughs> uh, lots of pornographic material. So are you just going to describe porn to us the whole time? I'm just going to describe a bunch of pornography to you now. Okay. Just kidding. But I am going to tell you that one of the porns that has been, I guess, lost and then found, or maybe lost permanently, I don't remember, included the actor Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Those two things don't. Well, I told Lauren that, and he said, Oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads ah! and scrambled eggs. Stop. And I was like, no, no, I'll never hear it the same way again. Lorenzo, <laughs> no. And I said, what's scrambled eggs? And he's like, I don't know, and I don't want to know. And I was like, me either. Let's not. Well, let's not. It's probably the name of something. I have some ideas. I'll spitball later. Oh, okay. Run okay. by you. They have to do with hmm. balls. Okay, stop. Of course they have to do with balls. <laughs> That's where my mind also went. Oh, Anyway, you can also buy found footage on Etsy. I found a bunch of entries of like 8mm Super 8, you know, random VHS tapes that people found. So that's kind of cool. If you want to get your hands on some mysterious 8mm film, just check out Etsy. Okay. Um, yeah. There's also a found footage festival and their website is foundfootagefest.com and I'm going to get lost in their website one of these days. I did not do it this time, but it's a one of a kind event that showcases footage from videos that were found at garage sales and thrift stores and warehouses and dumpsters across the country. So that sounds pretty rad. It does. Especially the dumpsters. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, what did you find at the dumpster? <laughs> uh, my, my personal favorite is a series of DVDs that I was obsessed with in my 20s called TV Carnage. I still have one of them. TV Carnage is great. It's like clips from local cable access shows and commercials and all kinds of stuff. It's really amazing. I highly recommend watching TV Carnage. 
So yeah, there's all, it's like, it runs the gamut of stuff. And I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm going to talk about three, but first I'm going to quote from an article called In Search of Lost Media by Catherine Luck, and I because I really liked what they said in this article. So she, she said that she prefers to think of it as three degrees of disappearance. So there's media that is lost to you. So it like definitely exists, but for whatever reason, you can't find it. Like it could be rare or hard to buy. It's illegal or you forgot the name of something or the lyrics or whatever, and you can't figure out how to Google it. Yeah. So that's media that's just lost to you. Then there's media lost to the public. So this is like stuff that's no longer in public circulations, out of print books, private collections, you know, full of paintings we'll never see, discontinued stuff, unreleased stuff. And then there's media lost to the universe. So this, yeah, this is stuff that's believed to be gone forever, at least up to now. Um, Either just like totally lost, destroyed, um, you could remember seeing it or hearing it, but, you know, it's, like, totally gone, or it might only be a legend. Um, this includes stuff like the possibly fictitious Polybius arcade game, a hundred missing episodes of Doctor Who, the first Marx Brothers film, along with an estimated 90% of American films shot before 1929, and all of Ernest Hemingway's early writings. Oh, wow. So these are things that as far as we know, are lost to us forever. We will never see them. Lost to the universe. So I just thought that was very interesting. I really liked the way that she broke it down like that. Yeah, that's cool. Because it kind of gets your mind in the right frame to talk about this stuff. Yeah, I thought so. Um, There's a great Reply All episode about a guy who has a song stuck in his head and cannot find it anywhere. Like, he knows knows so much about the song, knows it so well to the point that he, like, records his own version of it to try to get people to listen to it. It's a great episode. <laughs> I highly recommend it. I can't remember what it's called, though. Oh, That's how it starts. All right, shut up. Here's the listicle now. A listicle! A listicle! You're gonna read me a listicle! Remember that one? Remember <laughs> that one? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Forgot about that little ditty. You're welcome. Okay. First, I'm gonna talk about something that is lost to the public because it is unreleased and you will clearly see why when i describe it okay okay so on january 21st of the year 2000 we were getting ready to graduate high school um and mtv was taping a pilot for a new show and that show was called dude this sucks (laughs) wow so yeah so it was basically a weird talent competition show where there would be two groups of people acting out bizarre talents for a certain amount of time and then any time during that time one of the three judges could be like i don't like this and they would like smash a hammer down and then the people would be disqualified and the entire audience would scream out dude this sucks oh my that's so <laughs> 2000 that's yes wow yeah, so uh, then I guess whoever wins got a bunch of money. So pretty normal, you know, weird talent show. Sounds innocuous, except for one of the acts. And this is on the pilot. So if this is what they thought was acceptable for the pilot, imagine what the rest of the show would have looked like. <laughs> okay. So they got these teenage girls. It was a group of teenage girls. One was as young as 14, so a baby. Sorry, 14-year-olds, if you're listening. I don't 
mean to be, but you're young. This should never happen to you. It should never happen to anyone. Anyway, they were told to stand uh, in a particular area of the stage and that they were going to participate in a performance by a group called the Shower Rangers. No. Okay. And they were told nothing about the performance or their role in it. They were just like, stand here. Something's going to happen. Just stand here. So the Shower Rangers come out. They're dressed in these like scout sort of uniforms and they're acting out this campfire scene okay and then at one point they all stand up turn their backs to the audience drop their pants expose their asses bend over and proceed to shit explosive diarrhea all over these teenage girls wait on them on them the the article i read said they were covered head to toe how do you shit like that? actual literal shit well i'll tell you they took a powerful laxative before the performance how do you get it on someone's head to their toes? Like, I'm having a hard time. I don't know. They with this. they were just they bent over, I guess, directly next to them, and just like shot a spray of shit out of their butts onto these poor girls. Oh my god! Can you believe anybody thought that that was an acceptable idea? Well, I, you said it was supposed to be like kind of a talent show, bizarre talent. That's show. not a they talent. Said bizarre. Yeah, I also said talent. That isn't no. <laughs> Yeah, that is not a talent. That's not a talent at all. Um, so the girls sued MTV. Yes, thank God, as they should. And for and for obvious, yeah, for obvious reasons, this has never aired, and it will never be aired. So it is lost to the public, but it does exist. And so who are those forever. guys who shit on them? Uh, where are they now? <laughs> I really need someone to find out who they are and what they are doing now because I have questions and concerns. Yeah, me too. They're probably like YouTube pranksters. I don't know. Who knows? If you're out there listening, email us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, shower. What are they called? Shower Rangers? God, shower Rangers. We have questions. Are you? Oh, my God. I also have some notes because that's not a shower. Anyway. There's so many notes. Why are you dressed like Boy Scouts? Why does it have to be a campfire? What? I don't know. I have so many questions. Also, I don't actually want to know because gross. Anyway, on to the next one. Uh, This is called the Southern Television Hijacking. So on November 26, 1977, at 5.10 p.m., very specific, a TV hijacker managed to override the UHF audio signal and distort the signal that was transmitted to the ITN news while, like, a news reporter was talking. Wow. I would love to be able to do that. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? Um, so for a while, there was no agreed upon version of the content of the broadcast, except that it involved someone claiming to be an alien. And uh, people remembered it differently as either Gillen, Vrillin, or Asteron as the name of this alien. Um, and this person claimed to be a representative of the, quote, Intergalactic Association and warned viewers they had a short time to either live in peace and remove all, quote, weapons of evil, or end up leaving the galaxy altogether. Okay. Okay, and keep in mind this is 1977, so there was a lot of stuff about the New Age spiritual movement in the message. Um, Mankind was on the verge of entering the age of Aquarius, and if you would just, like, you know, get rid of capitalism and open your hearts and minds to the universe, cosmic truth and love, then you'll be okay, but if you don't, something bad's going to happen. So this all lasted about six minutes. And then 
it went right back to normal during in the middle of an episode of Looney Tunes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the programming. Which, pretty great. Uh. Yeah. Um, no one no one has ever identified this person. Ever. And it was thought to be lost until on, in 2008, a YouTuber called Paranormal uploaded the intrusion and two news reports about it. Um, and you can also find a higher quality version of it on the MB21 website. So you can go watch it if you want. It's found. Okay. There is a fake one out there, too. So you got to make sure it's the correct one. So, I, again, if you're out there, original creator of this I- intrusion, yes. please e- Hijacker. email us. Please. I would love to talk to you way more than the shower rangers. Mm-hmm. Okay. My last, my last um, entry in the listicle happened in 1989 when a farmer named Robert Reed looked up in the sky and saw a bunch of objects floating over his farm in Michigan. And he's like, what the hell? And it, the, it landed on his property. It slowly descended and landed on his property. And it turned out to be a cluster of weather balloons attached to a Super 8 camera. Huh. Uh, and apparently there were some people growing pot out there. So initially he thought that the, uh, Robert thought that this was like a type of surveillance that the cops were doing to try to catch people growing weed. And he's like, uh, plus, I'm not going to, you know, develop this film. I'll just give it to the police. So the police developed the film and they saw some disturbing shit oh, no. on this tape. So it showed a city street at night and there was a lifeless, appear, apparently lifeless uh, body with a mysterious substance all over their face. Then there were two people wearing all black that were standing over the body, and the camera kind of just, like, floated up away into the sky, and then you saw a third person at the edge of the frame running really fast away. And the police were like, what the fuck did we just watch? And so they started a year-long investigation... And they initially believed it was either a cult killing, a gang member, uh, excuse me, a gang murder, or like a real life snuff film. They didn't know what they were looking at. Um, And they could not find any information about it. So they they decided to distribute flyers to different schools to ask people like, do you know anything about this? Do you have any information? So in 1991, uh, a local art student who had seen one of these flyers contacted the police and was like, hey, why don't you just go watch MTV for a while? Just turn the TV on, watch some music videos. And the cops were like, okay. Um, Because the footage was from the music video for Down In It by Nine Inch Nails. Oh my God. (laughs) And the supposedly dead body was actually Trent Reznor. (laughs) How's just Trent Reznor just laying around in the street for art? So what... What had happened was they were filming a music video in Chicago and they didn't have the money for like a crane to get this one shot they wanted for their video. So they tied the camera to the weather balloons, let it float up away from Reznor and, and the other people in the band. Um, but obviously the wind blew the camera away <laughs> um, in, into a farm in Minnesota. So Great. That's great. There you go. Piece of of rock and roll history there. I know. Isn't that wild? I love it so much. The fact that they spent like a year or more trying to figure out what was going on and then it was just a music video. (laughs) It's too good. That they didn't have the budget for. Yep. I think that's the best outcome to finding such a disturbing tape. Yeah. It really is. It's art. It's just art. You see it on, it's on TV. See? (laughs) Yeah. See? Everything's fine. All right, so there's my found media and, and um, what do you think? 
Is is any of that real? I don't know. I mean, sure. Uh, here's what I think about that. Um, the the hijacking. Uh, maybe they were right. Like maybe we're all doomed because we didn't open our hearts and um, get rid of capitalism. <laughs> like we, I think we still have time, right? I think uh, there's still time. What well, we need that person to contact us and tell us how much time we have exactly. Can you? What's the timeline yeah. here? What do we do? Advise us. Yeah, that's what. That's all I have to say to. about that. Is your just, intergalactic knowledge? We need to know. Send us your downloads, man. Okay, so tell me tell me about something now. I will tell you a thing. I have one thing in particular. Oh, wait. Do you want to cite your sources all the way? Oh, yeah. Let me scroll back up to the top. That article was called, When the FBI Investigated the, quote, Murder of Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. <laughs> okay, nice. I am going to talk to you now about the Stockton arsonist. Um, oh, goodness. But true crime fans might have heard about this. It's It doesn't involve any killings or anything, so it's not, like, widely talked about. But it's pretty creepy. So I will tell you my sources now. Unsolvedmysteries.fandom.com. California in brief. Redwood City. Teens arrested in videotaped blaze. Uh... That is from the L.A. Times archives and written by the staffs, uh, the staff writers. Teenage arsonists taped themselves burning down homes, and it's one of the most haunting things you'll ever witness by Jacob Shelton and the oh, timeless classic Unsolved Mysteries, Season 3, Episode 9, and a YouTube video called The Stockton Arsonist by Ack Reek, which is like, a-C-K-R-E-I-K if you want to watch it. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but okay. that's their name. Um, oh, man. I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries religiously. It made me want to go back and watch every Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> there oh, my is. gosh. Ridiculous. So good. So on August 15th of 1989, right around the time they were filming that Nine Inch Nails video, by the way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Weird. Um. <clears throat> A family driving near Stockton, California, pulled over after their car overheated. And the father and son from the family decided to walk to the nearest telephone to get assistance because back in those days, you had to walk to a payphone. Or actually, in California, I don't know if this is the same in Northern California, but in Southern California, they had these call boxes yeah. that you could get assistance on the road. And every time we would drive by them, Jay would go, Box! So, because he's hilarious. Anyway, I just think I just can't help thinking. Back in my day, we had to walk uphill both ways in the snow to get to the call box. <laughs> exactly, that's what we sound like. So that's what they did because they needed some assistance with their car. And while they were walking, the son noticed a camouflage jacket on the side of the road, and he was like, this could be really cool. This could really up my fashion game. I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> like, I've done that a bunch. Um, oh, yeah. If you find clothes on the street, you might want to pick them up. I just, maybe. If they're not too gross looking, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Check it out. Be careful, but, like, you can wash that shit. Anyway. Found fashion. Found footage. Found fashion. Anyway. So he unravels the coat, you know, he picks it up, and inside of it, there's a videotape. And... Ooh, creepy. Isn't it? So he ended up actually leaving the 
jacket for some reason. I guess it didn't fit or like it didn't have enough pockets. I don't know. Um, His dad was like, ooh, gross. No, you're not wearing a random jacket from the ground. Probably, (laughs) probably. But they did take the videotape with them. And once they got home, they, as a family, decided to watch (gasps) the videotape, which is like... Oh, no, parents. No, don't do that. This is going to be a surprise, right? And they did get a surprise. The video was of a house on fire and not only was the house on fire the video contained commentary from an unknown person who made references to satanic things granted now this was a this, like oh, great. satanic panic era like a, oh yeah it's kind of at the end of tail end of it right so some of these sources could be a little biased but it also referenced someone that the narrator, I guess, called Omar. So he's talking to someone called Omar. The family was rightfully freaked out and they turned the tape over to authorities. And these authorities believed that the person speaking on the video was the arsonist. Like, that seems like a pretty easy connection to make. Yeah, um, yeah. Not too much of a leap. It is super creepy. Um, I'll describe the video a little bit more. It shows footage of a wood frame house in a rural area completely engulfed in flames. The apparent videographer is whispering commentary in a raspy voice. No, thanks. Don't whisper. We've talked about this before. (laughs) Stop. Captain Frank Curry of the California Department of Forestry made a transcript of the tape and having listened mm. to it myself i'd like to do a dramatic reading of some of that oh, transcript no. for you now so are you gonna whisper this is well this is kind of what it sounds like are you ready okay I'm ready <laughs> red leather yellow leather red leather yellow leather okay <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like this look at it look at it look at the fire this is my oh, domain, God. my hell. Look at it, Omar. This is what I've been doing on your what? week's vacation. <laughs> oh my God. Do you see what I can do, ladies and gentlemen? Look at the flames. Listen to the coyotes yell. Ladies and gentlemen, your house is next. Oh and my God. I'm really not exaggerating. You can go listen to it if you go to YouTube and just type in oh. Stockton Arsonist. It sounds like oh that. Gosh. He sounds like um, fucking Count Chocula or whatever. I mean, he sounds this like that. This kid obviously needs an outlet. Like, join a theater club. You don't need to burn shit. You obviously have a, a talent or a, for the dramatic. So, like, yeah, there's better things you could do with it. You'll get cast as the villain. It'll be fun. Anyway. You'll love it. So the California Department of Forestry... They searched through various reports of fires in California, and they couldn't match any particular fire to this one. So an investigator went back to the site where the video tape was found, the original, like, where the jacket was and everything. And they also found, they found the jacket still there, if anybody needed a jacket. Um, (laughs) They also found a wooden pestle and a glove that matched the jacket and a ceramic skull. So, of course, there were some people out there going, ooh, the pestle oh is Lord. like a Satan thing. It's a, they have a skull, ooh. Maybe they were just crushing up some herbs to make a stew. Calm down. Or, everybody. like, maybe that stuff wasn't even all originally from the same person. You know, like, it, people yeah. throw stuff on the side of the road all the time. So, I don't know. I thought it was a stretch. Sadly, they do. 
A further examination of the videotape showed that firefighters did eventually respond to that fire because you can see them show up in the end of the tape. And okay. so they tried to enhance the tape to see if they could get a house number or the, like a fire department insignia or number on the trucks, but they couldn't. It was dark. It was nighttime. So yeah. based on the location of the tape where it was found, which was near Route... 205. Authorities thought that the arsonist could have maybe been from anywhere in the United States. They could have just been passing through that area because it was on kind of a major freeway or highway. And the house in the video appeared to be a one-story ranch house with two chimneys. There was another house nearby that was partially hidden by a trailer. And the trailer suggests that the house was under construction at the time of the fire. It was like one of those temporary, uh, we're working here kind of trailers. Um, gotcha. There were also TV commercials found on another part of the tape because I don't know if anybody listening remembers or knows this, but you know, you would just tape over shit. Like you would have your child's fucking graduation and then you would accidentally tape over it with like an episode of Golden Girls oh, and yes. it would be devastating, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love the Golden Girls. True, so. true. Maybe not. Your graduation was boring. <laughs> anyway. So. That those TV commercials that were on another part of the tape indicated that the fire and the videotape would have occurred the year before in 1988. And since um, firefighters responded to the blaze, they thought, okay, well, someone at least reported this fire. So they had some clues, but they didn't have that many. Some record of it. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't make a lot of progress on solving the case of the videotape. And so they resorted to putting it on everyone's favorite TV show at the time, Unsolved Mysteries. Of course. And that's where you go. The show featured this case in 1990. And within minutes of the show being aired, they started to get phone calls with tips about the fire. (gasps) Whoa, that's wild. Minutes. A neighbor noticed that he recognized the house that was on fire and he was like that's the house behind mine (laughs) oh my gosh so this neighbor and several other residents of redwood city california called in that night and that revealed the location of the house which was 80 miles from stockton where the tape was found um the house was under construction at that time it had since been rebuilt and actually it's kind of ironic on the night of the fire the fire chief also videotaped the fire for training purposes. So he could match Whoa. the two. Yeah. It's like, oh, we can confirm these are identical fires. So Wow. Several tips from the broadcast also led to a 17-year-old youth from Woodside, California. Because remember, they had the name Omar and like they yes. kind of had a couple clues about who they could be. Um, this individual led authority so they they talked to this 17 year old who was presumably omar i think this they didn't say a lot about their names and i'll tell you why in a minute but that person led them to a 19 year old who identified himself as the one who filmed the fire and he's like yes that is my voice on the video he fully admitted to it whoa Okay. Since both arsonists were juveniles when they set the fire, they were tried as minors, even though one of them was 19. That was That's nice. They served time in juvenile hall, what the, one of them did, and the other was committed to a state mental hospital for two years. 
Investigators believed that the two suspects may have been responsible for 25 other arson fires in the Redwood City area. And that's a lot. Since they were tried as minors, both arsonists have remained anonymous after their release from the juvenile hall and the mental hospital. Wow. A little bit more on this. More tapes were discovered after the teens were arrested. (laughs) Um, Oh, no. They discovered a collection of videotapes that documented these same young men's crimes. These videotapes feature footage of newspaper headlines, like they're just panning across newspaper headlines about some of the other crimes. And these are uh, reported 60 arsons. So they're not sure, like, did they commit these crimes and they were like haha look what i did it's in the paper right or were they gathering info about how to do this not sure or were they just excited the other people were also lighting shit on fire yeah who's yeah quick tip don't videotape your shit <laughs> yeah i mean it's just but that's part of the thing is some people get off on oh yeah like going back to the scene of the crime and stuff like that so i mean and obviously that kid was because the way that he was talking yeah on the tape he's literally going "Ah, like that it's yeah wow so also i I guess i should have said quick tip don't light shit on fire (laughs) that would be the better advice that would be good too don't do that you can start with that join a theater club Mm -hmm. yeah start with that sorry sorry uh so one investigator was kind of positing some ideas and said that he thinks they got off on having the community in an uproar over their activity. Um, And some other experts were weighing in saying like, well, maybe the teens were sexually aroused by committing arson, which is a thing that happens. So we, but we don't really know because they're anonymous and hopefully they got treatment and didn't burn anything else down. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if y'all are listening, um, email, email, email (laughs) us like we always say. So the, One more thing that was on the tapes, and I'll end here. (laughs) Um, Oh, my goodness. These two young young people were made up to look like werewolves and vampires, which, honestly... Oh, my... Sounds like something we would have done. (laughs) Yeah, minus the crimes, minus the fires. We did some mild vandalism. Oh, and we had some some videotapes with some ridiculous shit on it. So it was the time. Yes, we did. Like, video yourself doing dumb stuff. But this was... Oh, and a step we sure did do that farther. So, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, we did not light anything on fire. Is anything about <sighs> that real? What's real? What's not real? What do you think? Those, what's up with that? It's it's definitely real. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm just gonna reiterate: like, get a hobby, join a theater club, find some healthy outlets for your weird teenage rage. Or yeah, talk to somebody that you can trust about it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and if it is a sexual thing, stop stop subjecting other people to your kink again. Again, don't <laughs> don't burn anyone's house down. Oh my god, that's so scary. Um, it's really scary. Yeah, yeah. I once kind of you know, <laughs> you know, in like that time between high school and middle school where it's like I'm dating this person, but you're not really dating. You're just kind of just like playing around with the idea. Okay. Yes, I, yeah. I had one of those people that I knew. And I don't even remember <laughs> uh-huh. his name right now, but he told me about how he liked to set things on fire. And then as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, I hope that person's OK. <laughs> oh, I know. I think about some of the people that I used to hang out with. Oh. And I'm like, what are y'all doing now? 
Yeah. We they might think that same thing about me though. Who knows? I don't know. We we made out under the bleachers at the Warthogs game. So if you're out there, email oh, us. Oh my god. <laughs> are you okay? I think so. You know who you are. Oh my god. <clears throat> If you're listening. <laughs> the Warthogs. Y'all, our team name of our city baseball team used to be called the Winston-Salem Warthogs. It's true. It's not anymore. It's not that anymore. <laughs> no, I don't know what they're called now. The Dash, baby. The Dash. The Dash. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just came to me. All right. Y'all. Anyway. Good God. Oh, do you want to ask the Magic 8-Ball anything? I, do you have, I feel like I have so many questions about <laughs> this. Um, you could we could ask them: Are those teenage arsonists okay? Are they okay? We're worried about them. Did they become actors? <laughs> Magic Eight Ball. Are the Stockton arsonists okay? Maybe they might be okay. Oh man! Okay, I have one more question. How about the guy I made out with under the bleachers at the Warthogs game? Is he okay? Is that guy okay? Magic Eight Ball. <laughs> Yes, he's fine. Oh, good. Magic Gable says he's doing just fine. He's got probably got a job, but yeah. he's probably got a nice nine to five, couple kids. He's doing he's doing it. It's thriving. Yeah, thriving. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Also, it's like who knows? The Magic Eight Ball might still be sick of our bullshit. And what is anyone actually okay? <laughs> I don't know. There's bigger. Oh my God, are y'all okay? If you are, email us. <laughs> If you're not, also email us. If you are or are not okay, please email us at none of this is real podcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you're doing. We're clearly cracking oh, up a little bit over here. So we're you're not alone. Oh wow. No, you are not alone. You are not alone. Oh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, email us anything. Topic suggestions, theories about stuff we've talked about. Um, have you lit something on fire? Oh, I have. Whatever. Just email us. Oh, me too. Okay. We did one together once. What did we do together? We lit some pile of paper on fire in like the clock tower of the Reynolds Auditorium. I (laughs) damn near forgot about that. And we could have caused something bad. I'm so glad it was okay. Um, yeah, yeah, we were dumb. That's what I'm saying. We find better outlets than we did. And you were still a theater kid. I know. Like If you hadn't joined the theater and if I wasn't doing whatever I was doing. We might have actually burned a house down. Oh, Damn. Lord of mercy. We we came real close. We narrowly escaped that yeah. fate. If you wanna if you wanna help us narrowly escape becoming arsonist, you should support us on Patreon. Please. <laughs> so, because that's our backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> There's like lots of stuff you can get on there, you know. Go check it out. You can get merch on Redbubble. Yes. Please rate and review us. Please rate and Please. review us. It helps a lot. Um also, thank you, Michaela DeLeon and Gil Davis, for that theme song you wrote for us. Yes, thank you. We love you. We love you so much and the song. And also, I want to remind everybody that you don't have to believe anything we just talked about. Nope. We don't. We do not. But you do have to believe on yourself. Oh, believe all over yourself. Come on. You know you want to. Like you're the victims of the Shower Rangers. Oh, oh God, oh, no. Sorry. Shower yourself in belief shits. No. Whatever. Bye. Love you. Just take a regular shower. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Can it end like that? Oh, let's listen to it. Yeah.